Hey everyone, this is Thomas with my co-host Roy, and you're listening to the Retrospect and Throwback, or the RT Podcast. Join us as we take a look at and discuss all things pop culture, arts, music, and lifestyles alike from ancient times to recent times. Um I don't remember last time. Who was it? <laughs> last last <laughs> How did Power Rangers go? Uh, last time on the last episode of or of RNT, and then flashback. <laughs> Is that Power Rangers or Dragon Ball? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, in Spanish, like if you see the translation in Spanish, oh, like in English, they don't show anything. They just show like the logo and and everything goes. But in Spanish, they actually translate and they said on last episode of and then. And oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they will say like last, sorry, on last episode of Power Rangers Thunderstorm, and then they just put the flashbacks of what happened last episode. Right, right. Oh. Or previously on Power Rangers Thunderstorm. Oh, okay, okay. Anyways, yeah. welcome to RNT Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host Thomas today, <laughs> and with here is our good, our buddy, my good buddy as always, Roy. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm doing well. I just ruined your intro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so literally, we just we were just talking about uh, Power Rangers and how they had this. How apparently in Spanish they do like recap recaps just themselves. I, I I feel like I feel like other languages or even just the regular English version must have done that too. I I'm like losing my mind honestly. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not really sure if it. If in English, but um, I do remember the the series. I, I Power Rangers. I mainly watched in Spanish. For some reason, in English didn't feel so right. So uh, the majority of the things uh, I watched in Spanish. No, that's a good point. I mean, I, I guess I, I can only ever watch it in English because that's what it was only available when I did watch it on TV, right? Right. Yeah, it's. You know, I never. Well, I never even knew about a Vietnamese version. I don't even think there is one. Maybe there is, but it's like really badly dubbed, and it's just like it's so like non-matching lyrics, or like their voices are so like not what you expect it to be. <laughs> you know, like you'll hear like in some dubs, you'll hear like a woman talk normally, but then like in the action, in like a different language dub, her voice is like like ten octaves higher than it is. <laughs> you know, like like if the woman's just like um uh. Uh, I don't know if we could do this. And then, like in the let's say, like the Vietnamese dub, it's I don't know if we could do this. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it all goes down on what's called on the accent in the country they choose. Because if we go like from Spain, like, yeah, they will go with the, the the accent of the the Spanish of Spain, right? But if we go Latin America Spanish. They mainly sometimes they try to go neutral, but the main people who do the dub are from Mexico. Right, right. So a lot of the times they have like Mexican slang. So, <laughs> so like you're from Venezuela in, or you're from like Chile or Colombia and you're learning like Mexican slang. Oh, yeah, no, that makes sense because then there's got to be a bit of a difference. It's like, it's also like um, northern and southern Vietnamese like accents and slangs. Like yeah. some of the terminology is just different from the dia- mm-hmm. dialects. That's what it is, like language dialects, right? Yeah, even even in, in the Simpsons, like the Simpsons in um, the majority of our, like the, the Spanish of Latin America, mm-hmm. uh, Homer always says like, orale. Right, but orally, that's like very Mexican. Oh, other countries don't really use it, but we identify like when we hear that. If you're not from Mexico, when you hear that, like that orally, that that becomes like oh, Homer Simpson. You identify it with that. Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. And then there is the B, like the Mexican B guy from from Simpsons. The Mexican bee? Yeah, there is a character that is like, uh, where, well, he, it's not explicitly Mexican, but the way they do the accent in English sounds like quite a bit Mexican. Oh, okay, 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 I see. Yeah, and the guy is dressed in a bee costume. Oh, okay, I can't remember that. Yeah. So, like, what do they do with like characters who already have accents, like in the original show? Like, what was his name? Uh, Apu. Like what do they do? They do anything different for so, him? So everyone, we're just gonna go here in a zone where like a lot of people are not comfortable, right? Um, 
I know people might say, oh, that's racist, cultural appropriation, stereotypes, but that's kind of the, a bit of the point in the symptoms, right? And it is also bent to uh, a lot of things are said in the way the cont or the language is translated in, right? Yeah. So, um, for example, uh, Apu, uh, the Indian accent, let's see if I can, oh, I cannot really say it. Hola, Mere, no. Hola, <laughs> No, I cannot really say the Indian accent, but I remember one. Uh, oh, yeah, like, hola, Omeros, como están? Oh, wow. Oh, that's kind of different. Wow. The, that's supposed to be, it's not close enough to what the actual sound. Yeah, but it's like enough for you to kind of see, feel it, right? Yeah, and, that, and, and, and that's supposed to be a kind of the stereotypical way of sounding. Yeah. For at I least... Like I was like about to do it, but it's like, I'm probably going to offend someone. Maybe you should keep quiet about that. <laughs> well, I like this in this part. Again, that's why I gave a warning. It can be mistaken. Yeah. But this also can be educational for everyone. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because we're in different times. Like nowadays, we, we can people like in... If we're saying like, no, uh, an actual Indian person has to do the dub in Spanish right? In Mexico, there is actually heritage from people from India. Oh, so like Mexicans that are they, is it, are they kind of like, um, like, like, are they like mixed Indians? Spanish, or? With, Mex with uh, Mexicans. Oh, okay. Okay. So there are people who are descendant from India. So okay. if, uh, nowadays we can say, okay, like those people can talk and represent the, the people from India in the Simpsons. Right. But we're talking back in the 80s. Right, like, right. Or when it started or when it got famous. When they did the jobs, well, they, they chose who was easier to, to do the job. And to find those people, they are like very specific. So yeah, it's yeah. harder to do. No, that's a fair point. Right. So, so yeah, maybe I did one stereotype um, right there. And, and that accent could be also stereotype as also Arab. Yeah, no, I can I can see how it gets that way. Yeah, uh, but again, this way is actually more to be educational than to be offensive. And yeah, and sometimes we have to learn that. Like uh, in some countries in the world, like something that we find offensive here in the West or North America, some other countries is actually pretty normal, and uh, people they just don't find it offensive. Yeah. You know, like that's definitely that's definitely something that's a lot of the world still has yet to like understand fully, especially like in North America, because even just simple things like um, one. Yeah, like you would just say the tiniest thing that wouldn't matter in one country's culture would be a big deal over here and stuff. I think a lot of video games have to be censored because of culture, cultural appropriations, just because of that reason alone. And it's something that even like yeah that's that's still something the world today still has yet to like fully understand or like people like even if they understand it they're just like this isn't okay and they just still want to get rid of it it's just like it's not it's not it's not a matter of like getting rid of it you just have to understand that there is a difference so i guess it makes sense when it comes to like some sort of u.s version of a game or a movie things have to be like cut out because it you know as a whole piece someone's going to like not be comfortable with that and then it's just like it kind of goes into this whole thing about some people just being way more like sensitive than it needs to be or something like that. Right. 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 And, um, yeah, I can find a lot of examples like, uh, I can say, but just to make it easy and short, short, right. Um, what, what we can say, uh, the expectations in lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Some people might find, oh, this is oppressive uh, to someone, or, but in another country, this could be also known as, oh, this is empowering. Yeah. It's like here, like, um, I'm gonna go something more serious, and this is more from like one part of my heritage, like uh, the African heritage that I have. Yeah. Um, if we talk in Spanish, 
the word of the color. If someone hears it so nowadays, like is the N word. So if in Spanish I'm talking to someone and I say the N word, that's offensive. Yeah. But in Spanish it's just the color and it's not tending to offend someone. Yeah. That's one thing. And uh, and there are some traditions in uh, in South America that I know of. Yeah. That I will not mention, but here in some festivals, even in some festivals, people do it. Okay. And here will people will say, well, that's racist. That's cultural appropriation. That's a, that's also uh, a type of uh, repression, not, not repression, uh, oppression, a type of yeah. oppression. Yeah. But from what I know and from what family members have told me in the side of the or uh, African descendant. Yeah. They told me that actually is not true. It is actually about empowerment. So like, uh, if, if I didn't know those facts, like, like I wouldn't understand that even people here will say, oh, well, that's very bad. But right. then if you ask the people who do it, they say, well, that's actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that, that's, I guess that's the biggest example you can get, like from the, from there. Yeah. I believe also Japan has some weird things uh, about like some festivals that here you will say, well, that's like for adults only. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's not even just like it's not even just Japan, but Japan, Japan is kind of like the biggest like obvious example. But a lot of like just Asian culture and stuff has is just known for kind of like not sitting right with a lot of people, and that's. I would almost want to say it's kind of the reason why people are recently coming out with a lot of this like anti-Asian like anti-Asian hate. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into like anything like serious about that, but there's still like the point. Is, the point is to us going about this. It's just like there's still like this lack of understanding from like one side or the other, and just kind of like it's. I think it's people. A lot of people are still trying to figure out that even ground, but for sure there's. A lot of things. I mean, if we're going to go back to Japan, Japan has a lot of things to their culture that's just like deemed weird. But to them, it's just like that's just what they've always been oh, yeah. doing. And it's like I find it is it is is it kind of is it, I find it super ironic that um despite their weirdness, Japan is still like one of the most respectful like respectful countries in the world. That's the most weirdest thing. Like they have weird such a weird things, but yeah. Still, like, uh, I I worked uh, last year. I worked with uh, with a company, and uh, and there were a lot of Japanese people in that company. Yeah. And to say the truth, my whole respects to them. Like they are so educated, and you know, at the same time, like they say, okay, five o'clock, and that's five o'clock. Like nothing more, nothing less. Just like right on time. And everything like so i just respect those people like yeah that has i think that has a lot to do with like a lot like just like the hist like the long history of how they establish themselves and i think it's very clear with like you know growing like in north america it's a whole different story over here right Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like there's like there's that sense of like a strong like a very traditional culture but that's kind of the reason why some people don't end up the way they do and that's why they a lot of things you know, like people like my parents just like immigrate over here because they want to seek that better life the more freedom the free life that right, they right. want to be able to do something on a free will or give us a better chance of things whereas if opposed to if we just stayed in vietnam and stuff right and i think i can speak for a lot of people even like even yourself that you know that's why we come here we want to seek things that we want to do not just because like we're forced to do something because of our own culture, right? That's that's kind of the that's kind of the weird thing too. Like it's it's one thing to be close to our culture, but it's also kind of like have our own free will, free, like our freedom of expression, stuff like that. And I guess that's why America is very like very on about like expressing their freedoms, as controversial as it may get, right? It's just people want to do what it's they want. True, but well, Canada is kind of the same. It kind of that has the same thing, but it's a bit yeah. different. It's, it's like it's yeah there's there's a same but there's some there's definitely an apparent difference and mm-hmm. i could go on about it but for life me i i don't really know that detail i'm no i'm no politician <laughs> uh, uh, even even i who have traveled quite a lot i don't even 
even yeah. know that that difference. Yeah, no, no, nah, we're not gonna we're not gonna try and get political. This is just kind of based on like a this is just kind of on a personal note, right? Just like how we how we both kind of feel about this as a whole, right? Yeah. But yeah, you know, actually, you know, think about uh, going on to about like uh, immigration stuff, but moving. I just I remember now that like you know we're both we both grew up in Calgary for a while, and then uh, you know the the whole different the the difference is that I stayed here for as long uh, for however long I could. And then you moved to Edmonton, then you moved to BC after. And now like, you know, now my, I'm in this position now that we we're trying to sell this house and we're planning to move to soon too. So um, mm-hmm. I guess like, what's your whole experience about moving to like another place, like within Canada altogether? Oh, in Canada, dude, it's kind of amazing and weird. Like, uh, well, if you go, if you go to, to other countries in the world, like, when I was working uh, with uh, FIFA, yeah, I had the chance to travel to to another country, and uh, that country there they were basically your visa, your work visa. Yeah, it says work visa, but in the same time they give you a, a type of res- resis- registration, and they say like uh, that registration is not. Uh, it's not a us- an unusual one for me because it basically says where you live and that you're living there. So legally saying, like I lived in Europe for maybe three months, legally speaking. Yeah, I mean, that's literally what you, you, you literally did that even too. Yeah, so legally speaking. But traveling in my experience, it can be both something uh, daring but in the same time, it could be something wonderful. And I always seen the, the, the good side, even though it's tough, yeah. the process of going somewhere else, uh, knowing no one and trying to build up those friendships, friendships, social networks. That side is tough and, and depends on each person. It could be, it could take years to establish yourself somewhere. Yeah. But in the same time, it could take months to meet someone. Yeah. and make friends and for me I'm, at the least I always uh, when I when I travel I always go with a smile because for me it's a new adventure yeah and I've been doing that like since I'm a kid so so I am lucky for that in the same time that's how much I know like about other cultures and how that's how it is easier for me to adapt because like uh, I don't try to give my expectations yeah but in the same time i try to be myself but in the same time like i just stay quiet and see okay why are they doing why are they doing this and that how do they eat is it respectful to do this and that like that goes into deeper details that's the usual thing the but the toughest thing is kind of like leaving everything that you did yeah you know i like i could imagine that it's not easy having to like basically like take stuff like if you're especially if you're moving if you're moving like all the way across the world like there's like i can only imagine there's like so many things you could bring with you and then everything about having to settle like you know get a place to settle then and then you know getting work and stuff because i guess i wanted to to clarify the difference of traveling you know there's the recreational traveling which you know i do a lot but then you travel because you like you're working over you're working overseas and you're living there so you you're there with a purpose not just for a vacation right so i think this is the thing we want to i think that's the thing you i want to hear more elaboration on your end right since you have that experience yeah. Um, oh well, it's difficult to say. It's basically the same thing. Like, uh, like you said, there is a big difference, and yeah. uh, the biggest difference is that uh, there is a big responsibility. Yeah. And you know, if you are not in time and you don't do your work, you either end up returning, or maybe you're stuck, and you don't have enough money to return, and then right. you have. To yourself like how you're going to survive again without pressing work that you have right yeah so i I guess that will be the main difference and Mm -hmm. and also like uh what is called Uh, i saw a lot of people back then uh, going to restaurants here and there right yeah and um i remember 
going to uh, McDonald's. Yeah. Because that's the easy thing, like the easiest thing. When you're a tourist, you go by the eyes more than like by logic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I went to McDonald's and I bought this meal and ate that. And uh, I did that almost for like two or three days and I got tired of like eating junk food. <laughs> so I was like, no, this cannot be it. And I started looking for asking around and looking for um, what is called the, the supermarket. Yeah. And I found out that in the supermarket, you can get food, like basic food, if you want eggs, bread, cheese, ham, like, and then juice or milk, just to get something very basic. Yeah. That amount, maybe five to seven items, that will last you a whole week. That's the amount of the cost of uh, the meal, of one of the meals. That's crazy. That's a crazy thing I discovered. And, and then, like, you have, yeah, the, the greatest thing about moving with a purpose is that in one way it makes you mature more. Yeah. Like, it makes you think, okay, like, what do I do? Where do I go? I need to save money. Right? And I guess those are the biggest things. And uh, also, like, trying to make friends. <laughs> yeah, no, I can imagine that it must have been pretty lonely when you, yeah, when you first lonely. went, right? And in, there were times I got very tough. Like, uh, it can make you cry, but that shouldn't disencourage anyone. Yeah. Like, if your plan is to go to a big city, go ahead. Because that's, that's your decision in the life. Oh yeah, no, no. It's not like it's not like you're saying not to. It's just more like I just it's just more giving insight on people that were trying that are interested or you know maybe have but or thinking about it. You know, it's yeah. just 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 kind of like an inside look on what you went through, right? Yeah, and my story is not like the same for everyone. Like yeah. I met another uh, a reporter that went to that went to, to the same place as as me. And for him, was the total opposite. Like he had the whole money in the world. Uh, he he was also around our age, the whole money in the world, and he was doing everything fine. He even had a car rented, and someone drove for him. Oh, well, that's just too easy, man. <laughs> that was too easy for him, and 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 he was alright with that. And you know, I'm fine with that. Oh yeah, no, it's just like yeah. you know, if he's able to, then you know, like go for it, right? Good for him, but I, I do also have my, my beliefs that sometimes if you're in a different culture, um, in one way, uh, you have to immerse yourself with the culture, right? And, and back then, I didn't find it necessary. And second of all, I didn't speak the language. So if me driving, I think that was the, the most dangerous thing you can do. Like, Oh, because like it's Europe too, right? So you're like on the other side of the road too, right? Uh, that, that like if you don't know the language... And uh, the best thing is either taxi or public transit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Public transportation, not transit, sorry. Um, yeah, that's quite a lot like that. But where have you been? Like, where have you gone in, in the world, Thomas? You're a big uh, traveler. Um, I guess so. Like, uh, Well, like, the only time I've ever been, like, overseas was when i went to vietnam back when mm -hmm. i was um how long ago i was nine years old when that happened so it's like six. oh that was like last year you know oh yeah i know that was yesterday dude <laughs> but yeah like 16 years ago which is like really jarring for me to think about it's like oh my god it's been that long but i still kind of remember it vividly but otherwise like i <clears throat> i've never I've, I've stayed there like a about a month because mm -hmm. we did a lot of family visiting but like yeah no it's not it's not like i lived there or anything it's just we just basically had a long vacation there but yeah. a lot of travel a lot of the traveling that i did was very much so within this side of the world like i've only i'll travel to a lot of places in u.s and canada but i've never really well actually no that's a bit that's a lie I've, i also went to a bit of mexico but never i've never been anywhere else on the other side of the world that wasn't vietnam that's that's just kind of my general point but i've been yeah i've been to like a couple places in the u.s i've been to like new york i've been to florida uh la nice. san diego uh yeah from florida we took a cruise we went to like key west mexico and cozumel 
and then within Canada itself, I did a lot between there. So, you know, there's just your usual road trips to Edmonton. There was Toronto, a uh, bit of Ottawa, Mississauga. In New York, it's Canada. Yeah. And then, oh, I think I died out for a moment. So we're going to have to just uh, pause this for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So describe your journey with colorful words yeah, yeah, yeah all right well, well, well I'll, I'll, I'll animate this in so <laughs> <laughs> actually no no give me a second okay you continue uh well while you're doing that uh let's see what else like for encouragement for the people um you want to travel travel nowadays i'm not really sure how it's going to work but uh i think you should go for it like don't let anyone limit you you can do it like there is the world of backpacking. If you ever want to be a backpacker, that's, that's the cheapest way to go. All right, we're back. <laughs> Sorry, my my battery literally died out when I was like when we were doing our other speed the other time. So it's it's a good thing I have a backup on me. Um, uh, so what were you saying? We were talking about we were talking yeah places I've been to in uh, Canada and then yeah within that and then you yeah, said so something about backpackers, right? Well, yeah, so I, I am just suggesting anyone, like whatever your age is, you can travel. You have a family, you can travel. <laughs> <laughs> you can travel. Tra oh, my God, why am I today is mixing up? <laughs> you can travel and, like, do you have a family? Go for it. Do you have a... You have your juice a couple, go for it. You're single, go for it. Are you a teen and you need the permission with your parents? Go for it. Right? And in within each age, there is a specific place you can go and different responsibility. If oh. you're in your twenties, go for it. Like uh, if you have the economy. And if you cannot have the economy, there is a lot of places you can travel inside your own country. Yeah. It travel doesn't have to mean like leaving the country, like just even like going to somewhere, going to some neighborhood that you haven't been to is still a form of traveling. That's a form of traveling. And, and a lot of times we say, oh, I would like to see Italy. Oh, I would like to see this place, this other place. But you never, you never think about your own city, like, or your own, or the, the province or state or region where you are, like, I bet there is a lot of good places you can go. Oh yeah, I know. Like sometimes, even just like me just being in Calgary, sometimes I just think like I still don't know this whole area to like fully well. Like there's like a, there's like a bunch of neighborhoods I don't even go to, and it's just like there's new era areas in in Calgary since I left. Yeah, I know. There's new developed areas being developed, or just even old ones that you don't even like like go around to like visit because you have no reason to before but it's just like you know it's like it's 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 just even little things like that that makes you realize some hidden gems about areas that you think you knew so well but in, in mm -hmm. reality you didn't like you know i could say you know i kind of know this area my area so like this area the southwest of my area pretty well but for all i know i don't even really go to the just the normal south i don't i don't really know what down there looks like so it's like well, if I ever get a day to, it doesn't hurt to, right? This, well, I lived in Southwest, but I've seen Southwest. I haven't lived in Southwest, but I've seen Southwest. Yeah, it's like there's even just a difference in the Southwest itself because the Southwest I'm in is more like the West area as opposed to the South. So it's like I know the West, but I don't know what South looks like. Mm -hmm. And so just even stuff like that is what just is what your sense of exploration is about, right? You just see the little things that you wouldn't have even considered before that becomes a whole journey of that's a whole thing a whole little thing on its own, right? You know, like, like the way I can explain it is like, there's a lot of video games about exploration, you know, stuff like Skyrim and Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's like, you, if you're given that chance, you would explore everything, you know, there's even, cause even times you'll find something you didn't even think you could find before. And that's just how you bring that to real life. There's, there's a, if there's a little like neighborhood that you don't go to, then you know go around. You can go, you can go, go, go around there and s see what that feels like, right? What what was it? Uh, is still transportation as bad as it used to be? Like uh, 
like eight years ago or, or it's, even- it's still pretty bad. <laughs> it's still pretty bad. It's, 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 you know, like I'll say like explore, but maybe like if you're able to, you know, like maybe, like maybe one or two places you're going in public tra- transportation. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't, I maybe I like, I, I mean, I, I maybe may not suggest like taking a public transit to a place. If you, if you have the time, maybe sure. But I mean, uh, if you have a bike or a car, then yeah, go for it. Right. <laughs> Yeah. That's uh, that's what I would feel about places that Actually, I, can... I think I think biking is uh, if you are in good shape I think uh, biking is actually either the same amount of time or even less. Yeah, no, but it it can it can be and like you can still technically bring a bike with you on public transportation so you can still explore from there. But mm-hmm. I guess the thing about me when I was like younger is that I didn't really explore too much that wasn't accessible by a train because it's just way easier for me that way. So. I think a lot, I think we, well, actually even we did, we spent a lot of our, uh, our high school days just exploring downtown just because we oh, could. Yeah. And so just, it was little things like that, that we were able to access. We, we would go now with Almost four years, just like being in the downtown. Just yeah. Like- right. Now we just know it by it. Like, you know, like we just know it in a T and that was just kind of like one of those things that was a bit pretty rewarding. Just, I kind of know that area so well, at least. And then you just apply that same logic to like if you drove to like a different area in the north or something, mm-hmm. you can get a hold of that area and just you know it's just getting it's just getting used to a whole new area and somewhere you didn't know and that's kind of one of the re- rewarding things about uh, travel as a whole, even if it's like if it's as small as like your city or somewhere as big as a whole new country, right? And that's that philosophy is all the same still. I think that's the other thing about why I kind of like going back and forth between Vancouver and like in Calgary is that there's always a new little section about like Vancouver and BC that I get to like explore with each time I come back. And that little bit is just a little like an extra, like just a bit more rewarding. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think the first time I went, I would, I think I was super overwhelmed because I basically went from like the train at the airport to like, downtown and then to richmond and then the next time i came back i was like what i ended up all the way like going all the way to surrey because that's where my friend's place was so i had to like go all the way there to stay right this is super jarring for me it's like this is really far <laughs> there's a lot that i could be exploring from from downtown vancouver to to surrey i think that's like almost a two hours yeah it's it was like crazy long i did not i did not well, think it, it was actually think about have you ever tried uh when you go to vancouver have you ever tried walk from one station to another yes i have it was a lot further than i thought it would be <laughs> It takes longer. So like, that's how you can see like how fast that transportation is. So if they can do that, like under two hours, like that's pretty fast. I think it's like, not even like, it's not even just fast, but just far even too. like, even the the stations themselves are way further than you like make it out to be. I think because like the difference when I'm like, because I grew up in Calgary, that the stations are not that far apart, but enough for certain people. Others, others, I would, I would, others, I would argue to say it's like too close together. But you know, in like a place like Vancouver, it's very apparent that the, all the stations are super spread out because they got a lot of cities. It's not just Vancouver, right? It's just they covering the other cities. They're covering Burnaby. They're covering New West. They're Surrey. So it's literally different cities. Yeah, I think they're also planning to expand to what's called Langley. Like that's like even more east. Like that's after. right. That's that's insane. That's just that's just how they're really just going about that. And that's just one of those things that's super jarring, but it's like really great accessibility for the province as a whole, right? And that was kind of one of the things we've I've been like thinking about for like in terms of like Alberta things. Like I want like what if I want a bullet train that goes from like Calgary to Edmonton in like half an hour? You know how much of a oh that would have. You know how many like job openings and like how much more potential there could be in that alone? Just like, I don't know if Albert is going to get to that point yet. Cause I think just the thing about people being here is that everyone just ends up driving now. So everyone just learns to drive. But in BC, it's a bit like similar, like BC or Toronto is a lot more transit oriented, right? Yeah. Because uh, if you're going to put everyone into a car, like the traffic's are going to be huge. Yeah. And so, so like taking a, a lot of the people, take transit is much easier 
uh, in Vancouver, like there is also like the, the tax are pretty high. So a lot of people prefer like taking transit. Yeah. And that, there's a, that key difference too of like, you guys also have like, uh, like a, a PST alongside GST still, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a hectic thing. And then the way I liked, uh, I'm just going to keep making comparisons between like BC and Alberta, but I like that, like, I like that the BC's transit is based on the, the, the way you're charged is based on your distance. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you go, if you go farther out, yes, you're going to pay more of it, obviously, because you're going between different cities and then over here in Calgary, it's still the same. Oh my God. You know, I just found, I, I found out that the, in, that they increased the price of like ticket fares and it is like ridiculous now. How much is it? It's like, Oh my God. What was it? I think I was, I was, I parked, I was like beside a bus on a red light. Uh, I think it was like 360 now. 360. It's just like for just in a city alone, like that's like such a high inflation. You know, I I remembered like I remember when it was still only like one dollar sixty four for an adult. That, 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 I think that was way before me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's loosely what I remember. I think when we were in high school, maybe it was like two dollars, two ten. Yeah, but that was, that was the price for students, like for for youth. Not for no, even no even adults was like maybe only like like under like two fifty even. Oh, okay. So, loosely, loosely, but like it's like it's crazy to see how much it jumps up now for like just in a city alone. I found that super jarring because then like the way I compared it whenever I think the last time I visited was at like the same distance of like uh just one normal fare in Calgary it was equivalent to like going between Richmond and downtown for nbc and i was like i'm there's a bit of a i'm feeling a bit of a difference here <laughs> in distance to, to price ratio something's not right <laughs> well that's life man that's yeah life. it's i mean i know it has a lot to do with like inflation and stuff like that but it's like it was just super jarring for me to like have heard the first time like oh this is a little crazy. <laughs> I guess I'll just stick to, I guess I'm really glad I'm just driving here now. Cause that is, that's insane. <laughs> oh, did you drive now? Oh yeah. No, I've been, I've been driving for like about it. Like, well, driving regularly for about like three years now. Oh, cool. cool, cool. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I remember it took me the longest time to like, actually like, well, it didn't take me long to get my license, but it took me a long time to actually like start driving, like driving. It was like, I got it. I got my license, proper license right when i was like 16 but i didn't actually drive until until i was like 19 or something because we didn't have i didn't have an extra car at the time and it had no i had no reason to drive mm-hmm. either until then and once i actually did yeah I, actually I, I think a lot of the times for people to drive is to have a purpose or a reason yeah right because like, even if it's the the most uh basic idea or for me at least uh at the time I believe it was more ridiculous, but nowadays it's kind of like almost mandatory depending like who you are or the situation you have. Yeah. Like I remember when I was, I think, 13, a lot of my cousins were saying like, hey, you should get a driver's license. You know, you never know. You might have a girlfriend and you might have to pick her up. Like that's kind of like a purpose or a reason. Yeah drive but like I, in myself i didn't find a reason to actually drive until i have to find a job that was quite far away from me and i couldn't handle like a two to three hour like waiting or in public transit yeah oh yeah that was totally like the way i was feeling i think the way i felt that the way i felt about that during my time studying at state was that like i kind of wish i could have like drove me i wish i i could like maybe just park at a station and then just take a train over to the the school itself but then i didn't it didn't really hit me until after graduating where like you know if i had to go find a job and i realized that it was going to be far away and i was like oh god i have to take a a quite the long transit rise because some of the places that i used i was like looking at before would be like in like no it it would be so unfair it wouldn't even be like in like an area that's near like a transit it would be like you had to go for the like it's you have to like go to that station, take another bus. It takes you to that area. 
maybe take another bus but like still walk a distance to like that area and that's how you get to work and that, that's thinking like i could not do oh, this yeah. if i was on a transit like on top of like you know like stuff like our careers like carrying like you know like camp like carrying like cameras and like tripods and all that gear like that's just gonna hurt my back dude <laughs> dude and you're scared like someone's just gonna run up to you and like actually hit the bag yeah exactly right and that's just even more scary and i thought about that it's like oh my god do really have to do this and oh my god it was actually funny too because um when i first got my interview job at the airport mm-hmm. and i thought about i kind of thought about the moments like how the heck am i going to get to the airport on transit and i i found out there was different ways i know there's a tra- there's a, i know there's a there is a bus that goes directly to the airport from downtown. And I know that's another way from like another connecting station in North. But like, I thought about that. It's like, this is going to be like at least two hours of transiting too. And I guess, I guess it's, it was a bit of a blessing that I didn't get like miss. I kind of missed the second phase of that job for the first time, because during that time I didn't get to drive. I wasn't able to drive just yet. I, I was still learning, but I didn't have my own car because with the the girlfriend I had at the time, she was just like, I was using her car a lot to learn, but I never had a car to call my own. So then once that didn't go through and then I just kind of like, I just kind of dealt with whatever for a time being. And it wasn't until like a few months later that I finally got a car of my own and I just did a different job for the time being. That's when I really realized like, holy, holy crap, like this, having this car makes such a difference with what you can, what you want, like can and can't do. Mm-hmm. It's true. It, it, a car, uh, it is um, something that is convenient. It makes your life easier. Yeah. And gives you a responsibility. If you think uh, business or not, not business, uh, if you think financially or budget wise, yeah. You, have this in your head you will always i'm not disencouraging but i'm just saying the truth how it yeah, is yeah you will always lose money with a car yeah. that's just a fact like you will never win money you flip a car you still lost money you want maybe a hundred dollars more but if you think about like oh you fixed the, the tires you changed this you changed the carpet like you actually like gave more money so you can have like maybe one thousand dollars more than you bought the car yeah that's 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 just that's just kind of inevitable because this car is basically just still a part of your life and you have to like you know treat this with like the utmost care because once that's done if that something goes wrong with that then like what what do you do what do you do if you can't if you can't that's just it's just one of those things it's 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 just becomes like a natural expense at that point but the Mm -hmm. thing about that is that even though you do spend more the the trade-off to that is that you get more opportunities before you now like you know the year the year after i was able to drive then it's like now i can go to the airport i can go work at the airport like comfortably i can go be able to like do that job i can go like other places you know like the current job i have right now is still in the northeast and that'll still be a far transportation so now it's like i'm glad i could take the car because now it's like i can bring all my equipment and stuff without having to like without a worry just drive over there myself right that's it's it is one thing to pay to be having the, all these things that you have to pay for but that's basically like you can still think of that as investments because that's just something that's going to be with you because it's not like you can just you, I mean, yes, you can change cars, but you're taking care of that thing because that's a, like a reliability now, right? It's like if your legs are broken, how are you going to do it? Are you going to do anything <laughs> if your legs are broken? Well, you can take a wheelchair and go from that. Yeah, but then, you know, that wheelchair is also an expense on its own, right? You got you to roll that thing. Yeah, Every, that, everything comes at a cost is what I'm yeah, trying to that, say. That, there is a, a way my my dad and also my grandfather have always told me since I'm, I'm a kid. Maybe that's a big difference between you and I. Maybe I don't know your parents are growing up here. Yeah. Right? But I, since I was a kid, I was always thought nothing is given for free. Like, uh, like if, they, if you want something, you have to give something back. Yeah. Like even if it's generosity, like you want to receive uh, food, like if you go to the food bank, want to receive food you can get the food because it's your right yeah everyone's right but in the same time afterwards in your mind you have to say well i've been given this shouldn't you give something back so in one way 
that thing that is free, that is your right, is actually like a lot of people are, are just given back. Or some people even volunteer after like there is a small uh, problem of uh, debt or or uh, financial crisis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's it's like, yeah, there's, a, there's definitely a lot of way of like, of giving, uh, yeah, there's a way of kind of feel obligation to give back. The way I see it is that not, even though not everybody does the same, like will put in the same amount of effort to give something back. The way I see giving back is at least giving, you can at least return the, you know, what was provided to you with just gratitude at least, right? Yeah. Okay. Even just, even just saying thank you is already you giving back because you appreciate what they are doing for yeah, you so- as a whole, right? Because that's, that shouldn't that that shouldn't go without saying that you should still be grateful for what is being given to you, no matter how what your situation or anything, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's basically you. You just said what my my grandfather and my father have told me. Yeah. Nothing basically is free. In one way, the way you pay it back is saying like, "Hey, thank you so much for your help or for what you did for me." Yeah. That's actually paying. So. Yeah. Well, of course, it's not like you can say thank you and then like your car is all back to normal or anything. <laughs> the, oh point, the point is that there's always there's always some sort of like exchange, whether it's physical or, you know. Uh, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional. Yeah. yeah, there's there's always that kind of sort of trade off. But to say <laughs> the least, it's like, you know, there's 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 always that nice cost. But it's 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 pretty funny to think about that now. It's like, wow. It's, it's it's funny. It was funny to think about like how far you could how like it's it was I don't know how what was I gonna say? It was funny to think about what I couldn't do without the car, and then like when I actually thought about how grateful I am for the car to be able to give me all this chance to do that. That's that's yeah. I was like not even to another person. I'm being grateful that I have this privilege to of like of like transportation by my own means, right? Like that's that's just what that was. It's true. It's true. Like, and if uh, and as time goes on, like your responsibility changes. Yeah. Like uh, when you're a teen, you could be like a, a luxury. You could be one of the coolest people in the world, right? Yeah. When you're in high school or a teenager, then when you become like um, in your twenties, then it depends on the card that you have be either cool it could be a luxury or something for your own pleasure yeah to have but later on like if you decide to have a family if you have to decide for a business then if you think oh i need a truck because my business demands it then you have another car right there yeah and then in the future if you have a family sometimes you have to think okay so uh, my partner has a child. What should I do? Is it better to take the taxi or or uh, or take uh, what is it called uh, or take the the transit. car? Oh yeah, take the car. Because transit. Imagine the lady is pregnant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're rushing to a hospital and you have to go on 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 the on public transportation. Like it takes two hours and the girl is contracting like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that before, but if I if I've seen a story of, of like someone who's been through that, it's like I need to know what that's like. That's gotta be like a the real it, that's gotta be an endurance tense. Like yeah, like some if someone was like going into labor and they took transit there, it's like that sounds so unheard of, but you know, like maybe it's possible. <laughs> it, it could happen. It could oh, happen. Yeah. Because um there is a lot of people uh that have uh Maybe they don't have enough money to actually take that, or maybe they have a language barrier. Maybe. So, like, even if you don't know how to speak English or the language, you know, like, if you have a map and you know, like, okay, I go from here and here and I take this number, well, you're okay and you will go without speaking. Yeah. So, I imagine at least there is one, at least one person who has done that. Oh, yeah. I'd like, I'd like to hear. But to her and him, but, but like, m- I guess mainly to her, like being uncomfortable, being in the, in like two hours waiting before getting to the hospital. Like I am like very impressed. Yeah. Like this, whoever, and if there's I someone out there. Because you had a living being in, inside you and also that you had to endure that pain. 
So yeah, uh, to all of you ladies, like wow, you guys are strong. If that's one, if one, if that is one of you who's been through that, please leave us a comment. I'd, I'd really like to hear your story about that because that would be super crazy to 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 hear about. Yeah, maybe someday we can have like an interview. Like we can talk. All of us can talk and yeah. see like the point of view. Hey, that could be a good episode right there. No, yeah, that'd be that'd be crazy. <laughs> that'd be quite the interesting one on its own. Yeah. Well, we need to have a lady on that because us, like, we, we, nah, we don't not, know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not. <laughs> I only know the third per- person point of view. Like, uh, a lot of my cousins, when they had the kids and uh, uh, and then my mother, like, yeah. that's about it. <laughs> I can only, we can only imagine so much what it would feel like. Yeah. Well, uh, th- I think there are some people that have done um, episodes in YouTube, like they where they put a like electroshock. Electro. Oh yeah, I think I've seen something like, like that. Simulate like how uh, contraction feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Like, I think I saw. I think it was. Well, I think a lot of channels have done it, but I think I saw Buzzfeed's first time when like the men ex- like like a bunch of men experience what going through labor is like. Yeah, it's yeah. like, and it's just like, oh my god, that's. You see ooh. like their faces, and they're like, it's like you can see like the pain. Yeah, women, you're all y'all are troopers, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, wow, and also like nourishing, nourishing or giving the food that the the next generation or like the baby needs. That hey, that's admirable right there. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> It's crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, I think with that being said, um, I think we can call that a good episode. We got we went through a lot of like real world struggles this this time around. That just kind of that just kind of came up, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Maybe we'll lighten up the tone. We don't know what's gonna happen next. So um, till then, uh, you know, thanks, thank you guys for watching. Uh, stay tuned, and we will see you in the next one. Take care, everyone.